Welcome to episode one of Inhale, Exhale, Elevate. Today, I have my partner in crime with me today, Hannah Brand. I'm very excited to uh, share our wonderful story about Autumn Brands and uh, how we met. Welcome to Inhale, Exhale, Elevate podcast. I am Autumn Shelton. This is a podcast hosted from our Santa Barbara Coast Family Canvas Farm to help keep your feet on the ground and your head in the sky. Autumn Brands and our female founders have a message that goes beyond just flowers. Learn about how our two families created a booming cannabis company that is leading the industry towards cleaner and more sustainable cannabis production. We aspire to move beyond strictly cannabis to help plant medicine lose the stoner stigma as we talk about all things holistic health. Today, I have my partner in crime with me today, Hannah Brand. I'm very excited to uh, share our wonderful story about Autumn Brands and uh, how we met. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. I had to come all the way from my other office. <laughs> I only see you every day. That would be special. So why don't you tell us, how, do you, how did we meet? Uh, my brilliant dad <laughs> brought you in when he was in the cut flower industry. And uh, when we transitioned to cannabis, it seemed like a perfect fit to make you part of our family and part owner in this business and all be equals. Um, and he gave you the task of getting us through all of the compliance and legal aspects that you conquered. And we have a business license. <laughs> uh, so it was really a great experience for me, too, to watch you and my dad start something while I was away at school. And I got to jump right into it and tag team together and bring you more support that you definitely needed. I definitely needed it. Yeah. No, I'm very grateful for that. Well, I think it was, what, 2015, we switched this farm over to cannabis, um, and then 2018, we transitioned into the regulated market um, and created Autumn Brands. How has cannabis really changed over the last number of years since we started? Cannabis has always been evolving so much, and I think over, you know, the last five to even the last two years, there's been a lot more education out there on what cannabis can do to help people and what benefits it has, and people kind of looking into it as an option because now that it's regulated it's more accessible for people and it also comes in different doses so you can really go in and look for an elixir that is targeting what you need rather than just you know buying a little baggie when you were in college from your friend <laughs> it's true we used to just find them in big mason jars at these dispensaries <laughs> back in the day or from a friend <laughs> um so you went to cal poly and got an ag degree in business? Ag business? No. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Johnny went, transferred in and got ag business. I went there uh, on early decision and did agriculture and environmental plant science with a concentration in greenhouse and nursery production. I know. You guys, it's a mouthful. Because <laughs> you guys flip jobs too. So now Johnny does the plant science more so, and you yes. focus on the business with me. Yes, so we studied each other's career paths and switched when we came out, just so that if we had to take over for one another, we could. <laughs> so what intrigued you about agriculture? I mean, I grew up in it. We grew up um, with these same greenhouses. I was running around here as a little kid, uh, up to mischief, driving electric cars, and mostly not crashing them. <laughs> mostly. But we would come here for the holidays. Um, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, and spend hours stickering sleeves and putting bouquets through um, banding machines and then putting them in buckets and packaging them. So it was something that 
we just always did. We were always, my dad was at work. He definitely worked long hours throughout the year. Um, and the other half was I grew up on an avocado farm. That's a pretty cool place for a kid to be on an ATV at an age that you're not supposed to be riding those. <laughs> and just around kind of the beauty of what farming is. And also with my uh, grandpa moving out here when, uh, you know, he had two kids, 18 and 22, and they picked up their whole life and moved out here for cut flower industry. It's kind of resonates with you. And thirdly, it's the only thing I ever really knew. <laughs> I knew I was good at sales. I knew I liked business, but I knew that I wanted to go to Cal Poly and was fascinated by agriculture. So ultimately, it was the right decision for me. Awesome. So when it was Gerber Daisies here before, we didn't really pay attention whether the plants are male or female. Can you tell me a little bit more about why it is important? Um, what kind of plants we actually have here? We only have female plants here. Um, and this is because females are actually the ones that produce buds, the part that we um, trim and package and people smoke and enjoy. And if you were to bring a male plant in or accidentally have one here, they produce pollen sacs. And those pollen sacs will fly through the air and pollinate the very sticky, resiny buds and it'll produce seeds. So you only want to have that when it's in a breeding program and you're trying to find new genetics, but you don't want to have that in a commercial farm that you are, or a family farm that you are sending out product to consumers because the last thing they want to find is a jar full of seeds instead of actual flour. Yeah, we definitely don't want to see that. <laughs> um, okay, let's go into a little bit of your heritage. Where's your uh, dad from and how, why is that important to you at this farm? Yeah, my dad's from Bamster in Holland, also known as the Netherlands. It is the same place. People get confused. <laughs> um, and he immigrated to Napomo, California with his family when he was 18. Um, we spent a lot of my childhood every two to three years going back to Holland, visiting family and their friends. Uh, so it was always just something that we were very proud of. I grew up learning Dutch with my grandparents, not because they couldn't speak English, but because they wanted to teach us. <laughs> um, and sometimes nowadays they just are half English, half Dutch when we're chit-chatting and the boyfriends and girlfriends don't know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, this whole community in town where we are in Carpegria, I mean, it's primarily Dutch. Yeah, so my mom actually, her family came over when she was one on a boat to New York, and that was the Van Wingerden bloodline. And so my grandpa and his three brothers came over. My mom was the youngest um, out of all of the cousins. <laughs> so she was the baby of the family. Uh, and, you know, they started in cut flowers as well. And then the generation went down to my mom's generation and all of her brothers and cousins were growing. And now they're also in that transition of uh, the next generation growing. And for a lot of them, it's also switched to cannabis because ultimately... You know, agriculture is a commodity. Cut flowers is a commodity. Cannabis is a commodity. And you have to change with the times if you want to keep a generational family farm afloat. Well, I love that. I've always loved that about your story and everything that you guys have come from. And I love this perfect match um, of Hans and Esther coming together. Um, even though they were both born in Holland and meeting each other here, um, it's just such a such an incredible love story. Um, well, she had she had to break up with Franz before she could go with Hans. Hans. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I do love that. Um, okay, let's um, let's talk about uh, why cannabis is important and how it helps and heals people. Yeah, so I think we're finally in a time and generation where 
it's not a small group of people that are looking to other ways of medicine besides Western. Mm -hmm. I think that group of people is growing and cannabis legalization and accessibility has helped that tremendously. Um, I know that my dad has now only smoked once. Can't say he's never done it anymore. <laughs> just recently, but, it's pretty yeah. amazing. After all these years, and finally got to do it. But he has been using our Thrive Elixir every night for his high blood pressure and not sleeping through the night. And we've heard other people that have been using it for different um, things that are struggling them. And I think sleep is one of those top priorities that people are realizing you don't need to go get a pill. We're not the same way that our ancestors were. We have uh, a lot of artificial light in our life. We have a lot of stress. We have a lot of time indoors that we didn't used to have. And I think that affects our sleep patterns. Yeah, and absolutely. And canvas has been kind of an amenity for look the right word. I don't know, but <laughs> a helpful tool for people that are looking to actually sleep through the night and feel more rested. And I think elixirs like we offer, mm -hmm. uh, the Blue Dream CBD and other higher potent um canvas strains that you can smoke before bed or take in a tea have really been helping people. And that's just the tip of an iceberg on one thing that people are struggling with that I've seen, you know. And elixirs are nice because you don't, if you don't want to smoke and you don't want to consume in that way, then it's a nice way just to kind of take a couple drops Yeah, and get that, get that same feeling. And a lot of people tell me that they don't even take enough to feel the psychoactive head high from it, yeah. or they take it close enough to bed where they don't want to feel high going to sleep. So they did it right before bed, fall asleep, and don't wake up three times in the middle of the night. Yeah, I mean, pre me personally, I was diagnosed last year with an autoimmune um, disease that caused nausea and vomiting. And the Thrive has been a lifesaver life for me, um, you know, being able to use that and not get high, be able to microdose it, but be able to keep that nausea at bay and not have to take prescription pills. So it's, it's, it's a really amazing product. I mean, we don't think twice about taking an Advil when we are cramping. No. But if I'm home from work, I can take some couple hits of a joint or a couple drops of an elixir, and it does the same thing for me. Yeah. It's a powerful plant, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, so the plant is made up of so many compounds, and cannabinoids are something that most people are really focused on, and they, the, one they, the ones they know most are THC and CBD. Um, is there more to the, the plant than just that? There's so much more to the plant than just that. And I think uh, you'll probably need to get some more people on your show to dive deep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan. I feel, I, I feel like I have learned so much about all of the different components of this plant from uh, how different terpenes that you smell and um, change also from when it's growing to when it's finished process. But when you are picking a different plant, a different strain over one another, you can really dive into what it's made of, what cannabinoids are present, are there CBG, CBN, and even very minimal amounts will help with different inflammatories and tumor growth, um, you know, diminishing tumor growth and things like that. And then the, t the terpenes will actually uh, kind of guide your effects of the cannabis strain that you are having. So well, not everyone is the exact same. There are some general rules about how different uh, terpenes will make you feel. And that's where we have really been honing in on the classification of indica sativa hybrid from. And we're still really at the beginning of all this research and all this data. I mean, we still don't, we still haven't even touched on what, how powerful all these different compounds in the plant really are. Um, but it's exciting that as, you know, we're still 
in an industry that's federally illegal, but they're continuing to open up to more research. And, you know, in the next 10, 20, 30 years, we're going to learn so much more about this plant and how really incredible it is and be able to really dial in, you know, what parts of it really can help you depending on what kind of disease or ailment that you might have. So it's a pretty exciting time to be in this industry. Yeah, I'm very excited to hear about all of the university and clinical studies that are currently, you know, getting funding or happening. And in the past, you know, it's been medically legal since 1996, the year I was born. <laughs> um, there have been studies going on, but they were normally backed by a lot of pharmaceutical companies or universities that didn't want to necessarily share their findings if it was something positive, because that went against a lot of the agenda at the time. So I actually heard from people that things are getting kind of losing their funding if it was something um, positive that Canvas was doing instead of a adverse reaction to something else. Crazy. So I think, you know, this next decade is all going to be about getting the right studies out there and really proving what people have been saying for the last, what, 300 years? <laughs> Crazy. Okay, Hannah, I know you consume. <laughs> um, so what's your go-to? My go-to is typically one of our pre-rolls. <laughs> um, I'll normally have a one gram pre-roll in a tube sitting out on the porch and I smoke a couple puffs. Maybe Eli enjoys some with me and I put it right back in there and it lasts me a decent amount of time. Um, and I'm definitely a social smoker. So I like smoking with friends and staying in and watching a movie, uh, maybe baking and eating way too much junk food. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a munchies girl. <laughs> or even going to a concert and just being around people. Do you have certain strains that you found to be your favorite or are you more indica leaning or sativa indica leaning? I think I'm similar to you and I'm a sativa queen. <laughs> um, I definitely like my sativas when I smoke more of like our GMOG or um, our new dosi dough. I kind of am definitely a melting in the couch person. Yeah. But when I'm on sativas, I feel like I'm so talkative and giggly and outgoing. I'm like, okay, this is what I like. I don't get so much wrapped in my own head. Yeah. No, I'm definitely sativa, more leaning. I like to go have fun. I like to be social as well. Um, I've definitely learned that if I, I have smoked a couple indicas and I just get grumpy. So sativa leaning all the way for me. Yeah. Um, so our question of the day, how do you elevate daily? This one was an interesting one to go through. <laughs> Daily's hard because I like to work out in the mornings. I got back into my routine, but that's only three days. <laughs> so that doesn't really work for daily. Um, I definitely walk around the farm a lot. So going through the greenhouses, through the warehouses, and just something around being plants, being around plants that are growing and thriving and smell amazing, especially when they're in that flowering stage, just really gives you a lot of, endorphins and happiness you can go completely stressed out and walk through a greenhouse or a nursery and just kind of ease your mind and go back into what you were doing what do you equate that to terpenes esters <laughs> <laughs> maybe all those good natural things that are coming out of the plant i think yeah it's just a connection to nature even though we're not out in the wild you know roaming a forest and going on a hike it's still your round living plants are yeah. giving off that energy of growth and healthiness and you know, they're really, we're giving them all of the energy and nutrients that they need to thrive. And we're not spraying them with any pesticides or organic oils or anything. So it's just the canvas smell in there. It's a really beautiful thing because 
my brother and my dad more so than me can really smell pesticides because we've worked in greenhouses that have been sprayed. In college, I had to do spraying classes um, and all of that PPE that came along with it. So to not have any of that is a pretty unique thing in agriculture. It is really unique. I mean, we're still trying to find others that are like us that don't spray any pesticides whatsoever. We see it all the time that people say they don't spray, but they still spray organic pesticides, which is a pesticide. And we don't know how that's going to affect us, especially when you smoke something. You can't wash it like you can your vegetables. So it's really important to know your farmer and know how your wheat is grown and make sure there's no pesticides added. Where can we find you on social media? Me, myself. <laughs> you and Autumn Brands. <laughs> well, if you want to share. <laughs> Autumn Brands is Autumn Brands underscore. Yep. If you want to find me, I'll be posted on there. Probably not tagged, hopefully. Uh, but if you need to find me, it's at Hannah Brand, and Hannah only has an H in the beginning. Well, thank you so much for coming today on the show and being my first <laughs> Woohoo! Woo <laughs> thank you so much for watching, and stay tuned for the next episode.